It's only happened a few times where after we record an episode, there's a reason that I need to come back and give an intro to the show and tell you about what you're about to experience. Right. This week, cast member Eddie Koffeltz was on vacation. Shauna's on vacation. Joy Egrich was on the show. We recorded it like normal, had a great time. After the fact, we learned something was wrong with her line and her track did not record. Yeah, tragedy. So we had a choice to make in post-production. We either just call it and we can't put it on a show this week or Jeremiah puts in long hours to stitch together a show that <laughs> sounds seamless, completely removing joy from the equation. Because the show must go on. And that's what we chose to do. Yep. So what you're about to hear is a little unusual. It was, <laughs> there's a fifth person that was part of the show <laughs> that has been removed. So with great apologies to our friend and colleague, Joy yeah. Egrich, here's this week's Relevant Podcast. From the creators of Relevant Magazine, this is the Relevant Podcast. Oh, yeah, It's the week of Friday, July 31st, 2015, and it's The Relevant Podcast. I'm your host, Cameron Strang, and here with me in our Orlando studios, Jeremiah Dunlap. In honor of Eddie, Cameron, how are you, buddy? There you go. Yeah. Uh, Eddie Koffold's, uh podcast regular, Eddie Koffold's, is away on uh, vacation in Italy, celebrating a little thing called a 10-year wedding anniversary. See, I, I think, I, and not to interrupt introductions, but I think that's a ruse. I think he's... He got out of Dodge after what happened last That's week. We, we, will, we will get to that in slices. <laughs> uh, on the Skype line from Loverland, Virginia, Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. <laughs> and uh, calling up from uh, the second string for the whole show, <laughs> sitting in for Eddie, Tiffany Brunson. Hello. Uh, yeah. With, with energy. With, yeah, with <laughs> <laughs> well, when you call someone second string, it kind of like zaps all the energy out of them. <laughs> so so this, is, this is weird, because we're looking at Jesse on, on the, the video feed here, and he's sitting on a cardboard <laughs> box in a white room. I'm sitting on a paint bucket. My desk is the cardboard box. <laughs> oh, gotcha. I think most people are thinking it finally happened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, lo- it looks like I'm on MSNBC's lockup. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'm looking to my left. I don't see Eddie. I see Tiffany. No. This I'm all disoriented. It's all kinds of weird. You want me to start talking and about Boy Scouts today? <laughs> Jarred your, your boyfriend, the Boy Scout. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, and today we have a new sponsor. Uh, this Ooh. week's show is brought to you by Bombas Socks. Uh, socks are actually the number one most requested item in homeless shelters. And Bombas was founded to help solve that problem. It's an athletic sock company where every pair for every pair purchased, a pair is donated to those in need. And uh, they've already given away more than 400,000 pairs uh, of socks. Yeah, They are easily the most comfortable socks I've ever worn. 
And, and I would agree and with they look you so 100%. cool, right? Yeah. They're crazy they're, looking. These are awesome socks. They are cray cray socks. They're almost like the Zumba pants of socks. <laughs> Zubaz. 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 Pants. Yeah. Zumba, Zumba pants? You don't know what Zubaz <laughs> no, pants are? Oh, I don't want to get distracted from Bombas here, but you need to educate yourself on your early 90s fashion. Oh, um, um, sorry. Zubaz. I was probably still wearing cargo shorts in the 90s. Listen, here's why they're mo- really comfortable. They have no toe seam. Yeah, that's cool. I don't even yeah. know how they do that. How do you make a sock with no toe seam? I mean, it, 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 is, it is a wonder of science and technology. They, they, stay, they stay up. Mm-hmm. I mean, which is, again, how do you make it? Yeah, it's huge. Because uh, under my pants at all times are those little uh, uh, old man belts that go just below your knees with the little, uh, the little uh, suspender yeah, hatches. The little, the little, clips. Yeah. The little clips. Uh, and and, and you, you, do, you know how sweaty underneath my knees gets because of those? Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. They feel like you're walking on clouds. It's amazing. If you need new socks, um, uh, by the way, uh, the number one reason people need to buy new socks is they are replacing existing ones that are worn out or mismatched. So if that's your sock drawer and you need new socks, you need to check out Bombas. Uh, they come in a variety of colors and styles, from super bright to simple, solid colors, for those of you who don't like Zubaz pants. <laughs> um, uh, if you go to bombas.com slash relevant, that's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash relevant, all lowercase, uh, you guys can get 20% off any size order for new customers. It's really cool. You just enter your email, they'll send you the 20% off code. That's and a great deal. It's awesome. 20% off. New socks. Yeah, Bombas. You can slide around your house. Like we've been sliding around the office mm-hmm. on these things. We've been <laughs> Tom cruising it all over the place. It's like sliding on air. Uh, we have a great show in store for you. Uh, coming up later, Planet Shakers came, comes to our studio and wow. performs a couple songs. Um, and also, we talked to Jenny Allen, who's head of uh, the If Gathering, the If Movement, about the re-release of her book called Anything. So it's going to be a good show. And Tiffany talked to her, first-string ta- interviewer. Yeah, yeah, first, yeah, second-string podcast member, first-string interviewer. It's good to be, good to be first-string. Good to be here. <laughs> Tiffany, I, I am glad you're here, and I am particularly glad mm-hmm. that Eddie made the wise decision <laughs> to get out, not to show his face this week because the heat. Sometimes the kitchen gets a little too hot. Yeah. <laughs> do you do you so want to get into get this out. now or wait yeah. till slices? You, you know, you know what? This is a teaser. Listen to slices. Be, you know, like all your answers will, will come. Um, I have uh, I have a story that is sort of a follow up. Stay on, keep listening. Like I said, there's a good reason Eddie's not here today. And, and <laughs> if you don't know what we're talking about, all will be revealed in, in slices. Due time. Yeah, in due in time. time. So yeah. it's um, uh, this is an exciting uh, day today, the 31st. When you guys are listening to this, uh, Jeremiah, Jesse, and I will be at Lollapalooza in Chicago. Yeah, <laughs> Jesse, I, I, we haven't talked, but this is Jeremiah's first Lollapalooza. He's a veteran of you know festivals. Obviously, he was in a band, uh, but but this is his first Lala. Any anything that he needs to be aware of packing or preparing for uh, a lot of retro basketball jerseys which i'm i'm assuming that's his entire wardrobe yeah. for the weekend that, yeah. that's what every guy wears is a tight-fitting you know 1990s basketball jersey the more obscure like if you had a greg oster tag jersey you'd fit right in it can't it, it has to be obscure it has to be obscure or you have the really ugly years from like the raptors or the sixers or something <laughs> ugly like the branding's ugly yeah yeah terrible the, like there's like even they admit with the, like this was a terrible couple jerseys the know? whole the holy grail is something from the the horrible detroit pistons era that was like teal with like a horse made of mufflers yeah. like that's the holy grail of, of ugly old basketball 
launcher. <laughs> that is true. No, and then I also uh, what the other thing that I think is going to be big this year that I think Jeremiah should bring several of and fit right in his selfie sticks. It seems like oh yeah, <laughs> it seems like always the most popular guy is wielding several of those. So I hope you brought some, Jeremiah, <laughs> yeah. and just do like full panoramic 360s. Like just hold two selfie sticks out in your hands with phones attached and just spin around to the crowd. People will love. Well, I plan on bringing those uh those walking sticks that people use when they're walking, you know, around the mall and they're by eighty. With for a hiking, probably stick. or hiking. Yeah, I'm gonna use those. Urban walking. Urban walking at Lollapalooza. If they ha- do, they have off-road uh, rollerblades, like like thicker tires. I oh. think so. Because those, on, I'm, oh. right, I'm making a note right. My, I'm, I'm gonna update my Shark Tank file. <laughs> yeah, I know we're making jokes, but that sounds awesome. Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, did you just say off-road rollerblades? Yeah. Uh, it, yeah, it, it, and for girls, uh, it's gonna be all high-waisted, um, <laughs> like hippie. <laughs> Hippie Fla- love child. Well, flower crowns was last year. Oh my! Whoa! Yeah, I'm sorry, I mean, I'm so behind. Bleeding edge uh, Urban Outfitters trends at Lollapalooza this year. I'm predicting we're we're shifting into early 70s and we're going tassels and oh. and, and and more 70s style. Okay. I think you got the mall girls and then you got the cool <laughs> girls and so and, and then you got the guys wearing the Bill Winnington jersey. <laughs> It's a good lineup. The, the, the NBA's only lumberjack. <laughs> it's a good lineup this year. I'm excited uh, for Lala. It's 180 bands in three days. It's it's a lot of late nights, and I got us I got us on for uh, like f- every night, like three different after shows. Mm-hmm. So we will be going until two, three in the morning every night. Yep. It's gonna be wow. and then sleeping until two or three in the afternoon. Every well, day. actually, the lineup's weird. I mean, going day by day, like just bands I want to look at, like. Really, they don't start till about three thirty. So we really could do that. Just well, I kinda... guess they know that you're going to be out late. No, one well, wants to the wake bands up early. start at twelve, and I feel bad for those. Oh, but I'm saying the ones you want to see. Band. Those are the brunch bands. Yeah, people are brunch kind of milling band. around. <laughs> the, 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 the people that see the noon bands were people that are being woken up by them because they fell asleep out of the field. There. <laughs> oh man, tomorrow started already. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, well, who, Cameron, are you most excited to see? Because I know for sure I've got a few. I, I'm actually excited for the 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 EDM tent with like Major Laser and a mm-hmm. bunch of that. Be, we played a, Major Laser on the show. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna be a blast. I, we're in a good era of music right now. Yeah, um, good variety. I, a lot of these bands I've seen, but like Alt J is always great. Yeah, and this will be like a, a like a more of a main stage They're moment for here. them. Yeah, they toured. They tend to do that. Yeah, <laughs> um, it's just exciting. Alabama move. Shakes is always great. Uh, that'll be fun to see. But ASAP Rocky will be fun. Uh, some good hip hop. I mean, Twenty One Pilots is playing. DJ Snake and some of the other ones at at the EDM. Stuff. But probably the War on Drugs. The War on Drugs oh, and yeah. Banks would yeah. be two of the ones that I'm really excited about. But on the mid level, they've got like Chet Faker and Miss Mister and Tuv Lowe and St. Paul and the Broken Bones. I mean, it's like oh, I like them. Yeah, it's gonna yeah. be a great it's couple a days year. of music. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good year. Oh man, Alice in Wonderland is playing. Coast Circle Waves. Ah, I can't wait. <laughs> and and I know Cameron, you're not the biggest Beatles fan, but just to say you saw Paul McCartney. Yeah, I'm gonna you, be watching Banks. Uh, Banks is playing at the same time as Paul McCartney. I'll be over watching Banks. You don't like the Beatles? I, I'm not. I don't like the Beatles at all. Jesse, you and I can go watch That's Paul McCartney. I I, I I I have to watch at least like two or three Paul McCartney songs just for the sake of of being able to say that I've seen one of the Beatles live. If 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 they're at at the event, there's kind of a buzz or or, or murmurings that like Kanye or Rihanna will make an appearance. Yeah. I'll go check that out. 
like yeah. you know with Paul, oh, McCartney. with Paul McCartney. But just to see an old, like a grandfather <laughs> playing guitar, I'm like, oh my god. Paul well, he's not, not just a grandfather. He's <laughs> I don't but, know. But, like like you're saying, he's the grandfather yeah. of music. Cameron needs someone to sweeten that deal a little bit. So yeah, I'll see Paul McCartney if someone cool plays with him. Exactly. <laughs> he needs a celebrity. I need somebody. I need somebody born in the last forty years. Somebody wow. influential. Yeah. Somebody who's like. Well, made he did. Waves. He did compose a song with Kanye West pretty recently, and yeah. Kanye yeah, West is good. from Chicago, so it's likely. That's what that I'm wondering. I'm wondering. I mean, that, I, well, I, when you're ever watching Banks, we'll have the we'll have the pre seat. For I could Paul see McCartney. like Paul understanding his brand and wanting to reach the next generation of Lala fans and saying like, "Hey, what if we?" did this thing and conspiring with his cool friends like Kanye and Rihanna to join him on stage. Not his lame friends like Ringo. Right. <laughs> Ringo's dead. No, Ringo's alive. The only one that's dead is the one that got shot. No, George is no, also the dead. Other... George died? George I did died not like know 10 Ringo years started. ago. Okay, I, I saw George Ringo's... Hamilton? <laughs> George Harrison. Oh, Harrison. George Hamilton. <laughs> you and I need to go look up history things. Yeah, right. you, you, here's the thing. This is, this is what I've always... I, I found it surprising, but I also respect it, is that you have very uh, a sophisticated taste in music and are knowledgeable about pop music right, and rock and roll and hip-hop. But to, to know the influence of the Beatles, but to still say, you know what, I don't like them personally... I think takes gumption, and I respect that. <laughs> Thanks. Even I'm almost like an it's almost like an Eddie Koffold's level stand that yeah. I'm taking. Yeah. yeah. Well, I just never met anyone that outright doesn't like them. Yeah. Well, no. Here's the deal. I came to them late. I wasn't raised on the Beatles. My parents didn't listen to the Beatles. I was raised more on like R&B, Motown, mm-hmm. you know, things like that, gospel, and and. And so I never really knew the Beatles. So when I came to the Beatles late, it was actually really in the last five years, I was like, okay, I'm going to educate myself, and I dive all in. I got the entire discography and just didn't like it because I get that it's groundbreaking at the time. I get that they changed it, but every band that's come after them, in my opinion, has almost like built on the foundation they laid. So the music that I love, I feel, is a superior version of the more Hmm, rudimentary version of what they created 50 years ago right it's almost like going back and watching star wars i didn't yeah. see it at the time so i'm not going i know you're a star wars fan careful <laughs> listen the other day no, no i'm with you star wars so does not hold up six months oh. ago no listen six months ago my cohen turned five mm-hmm. and he loved lego star wars and he loved angry bird star wars yeah, yeah. so he knew all the characters so he wanted to watch star wars and so okay let's watch star wars so we did and it wasn't very good it was cheesy but at the time, days. what I what you know, but if you understand at the time, science fiction was Buck Rogers. Mm-hmm. Something like this to come out was groundbreaking, and I understand it and appreciate it. And they created something that didn't exist before, and I feel the same way about the Beatles. It's the exact same thing to me. Yeah, I get it. The people who are passionate about it. Yeah, but I think movies have gotten better since the first Star Wars. Yeah, and and I think music's gotten better since the early Beatles. You get that George Hamilton <laughs> did a lot for. I music. mean, for tanning. <laughs> and for sun culture is what I call it, um, and music. But, but like you were saying, if you listen to the Beatles like that, not as maybe like a fan, but as, oh, I can see how they were an influence, at least you can probably get some enjoyment just because of being a music fan, right? I don't, like, yes, I can listen to it like if I'm like going to class for music theory and we want to understand our forefathers sort of a thing. Yeah. But like to just put on music that I'm going to enjoy listening to, I don't. I would yeah. never put on the Beatles. Would you? I, and not to. We're kind of going off on a tangent here, but it, it's interesting. Would you say the same thing about like Bob Dylan? Because I feel like he's equally as polarizing for people that like him or don't like him, but respect his influence. I was equally uneducated about Dylan 
And then when I was at uh, the record shop last year, they there was this used vinyl of the best of Dylan, right? Yeah. And so I thought, hey, that would be a great cheat sheet. Put it on. I was blown away. It's, it was good, so good. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know what it is. It's maybe more stylistically. It was more yeah. raw, organic. I don't well, know. It's, it's the American versus British Invasion era rock and roll. You know, I mean, yeah. those American artists had this like grittier, raw feeling where... You know, those British Invasion bands like, uh, you know, The Who or The Rolling Stones or The Beatles, they were about spectacle and creating this polished product, you know? Yeah. Well, actually, talking about music entertainment is not a bad uh, transition moment. Uh, Since the second string has been promoted and is sitting in for the whole show, and she's going to be bringing a slice later... Tiffany, who's been bringing the last couple in case you missed it, she's actually going to, she's putting her attention, her planning on, she's on slices. She's graduated to slices. So this week I'm bringing in case you missed it. Ooh. And in case you missed it is going to be. <laughs> Plot twist. It, it's a little, it's, you know, it's just, what is in case you missed it? Is it slices? No, it's not slices. What is, in case you missed it, it's just, here's what's happening in culture this week. If you missed some of the culture news, entertainment news. That's what this is. It's time for... In case you missed it. Got a, got a few items this week. Uh, everybody knows Key and Peel, the comedy duo, yeah, the show on uh, Comedy funny. Central. Uh, we found out this week that the current season of Key and Peel will be the final one. Uh, their sketch comedy, comedy show, uh, uh, they've done five seasons. This is the fifth one, and this will be the last one. Uh, quote, uh, this is our final season. It's not because of Comedy Central. It's us. It was just time for us to explore other things together and apart. I compare it to Gene Wilder and Richard Pryor. We might make a movie and then do our own thing for three years and then come back and do another movie. I'm thinking we could do that every three years. Take a year, go bang out a movie. That's the plan right now. That was key, I believe. Oh, so it's like it's that. like Coldplay. Every album is their last album. <laughs> well, yeah. well, well they, but they're sort of doing the... I mean, not that they're at the same level as Seinfeld, but they're kind of doing the Seinfeld thing of like going down on a high note Yeah. because I yeah. feel like their shows got better, better, more socially aware. They won a Peabody Award yeah, well, for comedy. They're, uh, they're, they're making a lot of social commentary, a lot about teaching and teachers, actually. They, they really talk about the education system and kind of broken education system mm-hmm. and lampooning it. Um, actually, one of my favorite Key and Peele clips so uh, what i like about in case you missed it is that we can experience the entertainment yeah. and culture and stuff like that so i'm gonna i'm gonna indulge myself and play my actual favorite key and peel uh sketch what a treat. the full three minutes you do you boo boo we're so gonna listen maybe, maybe substitute teacher it's 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 substitute teacher here it is right, listen up y'all i'm y'all substitute teacher mr garvey i taught school for 20 years in the inner city so don't even think about messing with me. And this is at a affluent middle class white area, white school. Jay Quellen. here. Jay Quellen. Where's Jay Quellen at? No Jay Quellen here? Yeah. Uh, do you mean Jacqueline? Okay. So that's how it's gonna be. Y'all wanna play. Okay then. I've got my eye on you, Jay Quellen. <laughs> Balake, where is Balake at? No Balake here today. Yes, sir. My name is Blake. <laughs> Are you out of your <laughs> mind? Blake. What? Do you want to go to war, Balake? Because we could go to war. No. I'm for real. I'm for real. So you better check yourself. 
D nice. <laughs> D nice. If one of y'all says some silly name, this whole class is gonna feel my wrath. Now D nice. Do you mean Denise? Son of a <laughs> <laughs> you say your name right, right now. Denise. Say it right. Denise. Correctly. Denise. Right. Denise. Right. D-nice. That's better. A-A-Ron. <laughs> Where are you? Where is A-A-Ron right now? We have an Aaron on staff and we call him A-A-Ron. <laughs> yeah. You better be sick, dead, or mute, A-A-Ron. Here. <laughs> Why didn't you answer me the first time I said it, huh? Huh? I'm just, you know, I'm just asking, you know, I said it like four times, so why didn't you say it the first time I said A-A-Ron? Because it's pronounced Aaron? Son of a <laughs> Alright, so, yeah, and, and they do, they tackle race, and they talk about cult, they tackle, they do, oh. You know, they're actually making that, and part of the reason that they're, they're walking away from the show is because they both have these movie careers that are blossoming, they're actually turning that skit into a feature-length movie. Are they oh, really? No way. That's the game plan right now. It's not, they, they have one other one in development, but the rumor teacher. is that they want to convert that to a movie. <laughs> but there's a lot of, like like you were saying, underlying social commentary where there's like a parody of sort of, you know, those dangerous mind types of, you know, films, but also some of their political uh, humor. They've kind of been a big part of this comedy uh, renaissance that has seen comedians tackle some difficult subjects but make it funny and appealing to a big audience without being preachy i feel like they took the mantle that dave Chappelle mm -hmm. uh created and yeah. when he walked away there was a void and, and smart actually funny not mean-spirited you know comedy that said something and they they're they're ones who stepped up yeah um, yeah we're gonna miss them uh also in case you missed it uh will smith and jay-z are making a miniseries they're going to executive produce a miniseries about Emmett Till. Uh, you guys probably know the story. It's it considered one of America's most brutal hate crimes. Uh, the 14-year-old Emmett Till was lynched by a white mob in Mississippi in 1955. And famously, his mom kept uh, open his casket during the funeral so the press could see how gruesome the attack was. Jeez. So oh. they, they plan to make a, quote, immersive and in-depth exploration of Till's story. So didn't they, didn't they already partner up on something? It was Annie. So yeah, they did. <laughs> way Annie. different. On Annie. <laughs> At the other end of the spectrum. Yeah. 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 <laughs> They're really jumping uh, over. Uh, Will Ferrell, I, baseball fans, if you're out there, I don't know if anybody is anymore. <laughs> no but, one exists. Uh, Will Ferrell is <laughs> oh, doing wow. something to try and get some interest in the dying sport of baseball. And um, also raise money and awareness for cancer. <laughs> the dying sport of baseball? <laughs> uh, there's a new documentary on HBO called Ferrell Takes the Field. And uh, during spring training this past year, um, Will Ferrell, you probably heard the buzz. He was going and playing for all the different teams during oh, spring yeah, training. Yeah. In so, one day. Yeah, they were making uh, a documentary. So he started his day at noon. He played shortstop for the Oakland A's in Mesa, Arizona, and ended more than eight hours later uh, playing with him playing right field for the San Diego Padres. In between, he rode helicopters between ballparks. He did it for 10 teams in 10, in 10 games. Wow. Uh, the HBO special uh, Funny or Die is helping produce. Will Ferrell's behind Funny or Die. Yeah. Um, uh, will raise money for cancer research, and it airs September 12th. And hopefully get the word out about the dying art of baseball. The dying sport of baseball. The <laughs> sport that, that, you know, only a few million fans enjoy right now. Old, a few million really old fans <laughs> with very slow think thinking. Yeah, here we go. Here's a clip. Will Ferrell takes field. There's no doubt I turned some heads today. 
I brought passion to the field, dedication, ability, and a lot of ignorance. There is life in this 47-year-old arm. They say nothing's more American than grabbing a hot dog, heading to the ballpark, and watching nine guys from the Dominican Republic make magic on the field. But you know what? Today I learned they are wrong. Make that eight Dominicans and one guy from Irvine, California. <laughs> Will Ferrell. <laughs> September 12th, 10 p.m. on HBO. That's you could have Will Ferrell read a telephone book and it'd be funny. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, that'll do it for. In case you missed it. Uh, it's time for entertainment releases. Music coming out on Friday, August 7th. It's so weird. Music comes out on yeah, Fridays now. Uh, Never Shout Never with, is coming out with Black Cat. What? Uh, Joe Plummer, not Joe the Neighbor, but Joe Plummer. Uh, he's the drummer of Modest Mouse. He's doing an album, Built in Sun. I hope it's nothing but drum solos. It sounded so much like Joe Strummer, and that's what I thought you were saying. I was like, isn't he dead? And he's definitely dead. George Hamilton. It's, no. George Hamilton and Joe, Joe, the, Joe the Plumber. The Plumber. All right. Uh, telepath. Path is coming out with Destroyer, and Toby Mac is coming out with This Is Not a Test. Eddie's so excited. No, it's not. Yep. Movie release is coming out on Friday, August 7th. Um, Fantastic Four is coming out. Are you guys into... Jessica, fan- Jessica Alba? In that, uh, Jessica, Jessica. It's, uh, that one's Kate Mara actually is in that role now. Kate Mara. She's she plays Zoe in uh, House of Cards. She also oh, it's is not starring. a re-release of the first one that came out that was groundbreaking. This is the one that's younger. It's like the next generation. It's Fantastic Four, the next generation. It's like um, let me guess. It's gritty now. <laughs> no, but the kid from Whiplash, the, the star of Whiplash, the is kid in it, from uh, Friday Night Lights. Yeah, uh, Michael B. Jordan. Michael Jordan. Yeah. Yep. Michael Jordan, the Michael baseball Jordan, player. The baseball so yeah, player. it's Fantastic Four: The Next Generation, but it's actually not called that. Miles Teller is that who you're talking about? <laughs> yeah, Miles Teller. Teller. Yeah. He's one so of the Fantastic Four. The Uh-oh. old Fantastic Four movie, four movie, they would have worn Zubaz pants. The new Fantastic <laughs> I, Four movie. Is that what they looked like? Those suits. Is that the what new Zubaz Fantastic Four movie, like? they would they would wear uh, high waisted <laughs> hippie clothes and. Basketball jerseys. Uh, <laughs> Detlef shrimp jerseys. <laughs> Jason Bateman and Rebecca Hall's movie, uh, The Gift, uh, is coming out as well. All right, that'll do it for uh, entertainment releases. Before we move on to slices, a quick housekeeping note. Uh, people are on the edge of their seats wanting to know the update about our live podcast event happening August 21 here in Orlando. <laughs> uh, so here's the update. Um, as of now, it is sold out. 800 oh, tickets are wow. gone. Wow. Um, that is shocking. It's shocking and <laughs> it's impressive. terrifying. I, and, man, when we talked about switching over to an 800 person auditorium from that 300, I was like, there's going to be a lot of emptiness well, we walked, in this room. We went and walked it and I was in the back row while they were up on stage and I'm going, that's really far away. You know, I'm like, <laughs> this is a lot of people. Oh boy. Man. So yeah, people are, I mean, we're seeing reports now. I mean, people are tweeting, they're bought their tickets, they're coming from Texas, they're flying in from Portland, wow. LA, London, London. Toronto, um, all over the place. And, uh, yeah, it's terrifying, but it's going to be a fun night. I mean, we we're working on some big surprises. It's going it, to if some of these land, it's going to be something people will be talking about for a long time. Um, we want people to come early. The show uh, doors open at six thirty. We're going to have four food trucks out front so people oh, can grab fun. dinner, hang out. Um, so six thirty doors open. Show will be at eight. If you reserve tickets, if you got tickets and your your plans are wobbly, 
Uh, Put them on Craigslist. No, somebody <laughs> did that. I know. Are you kidding? Somebody from Virginia <laughs> put, put two tickets on the Orlando Craigslist. How, wow. how dare they? How much do they end up going for? <laughs> yeah, zero dollars, zero dollars. Uh, but no, uh, in your ticket that you got in the email, uh, there's a click. You can cancel your ticket, and that would open up your seats for somebody yeah. else. There's actually a waiting list on the event page. So if you cancel your seats, somebody who's in the waiting list will get your seats. So do that for us so if you're not right coming. Thing. Yeah. Um, we're working on trying to add a little bit of capacity, but not much. Maybe like another 20 seats. But, um, but Jesse will be outside scalping tickets before the show. So <laughs> yeah, if Surprise, you, surprise. If yeah. you didn't get yours in time, <laughs> you can pay a premium. Yeah. yeah, I'll be the guy with the sign, I need tickets. Wink, wink. <laughs> <laughs> need two tickets? Wink. I'm excited about the food trucks. It's going to be two regular food trucks, but then two dessert trucks. There's going to be a Jeremiah's ice cream truck. I love that. I know. I love yeah. it. I love it. So mm-hmm. it'll be fun. So and those and the the two dessert trucks will stay till after the show so we can hang out afterwards and it's going to be a good night. I'm really, I'm wow. looking forward to it. I think we're going to try and have name tags for people so they can put their Twitter names on their name tags. So like, oh, that's a good so idea. So I'm going to be like, oh, you're quirky, Kayla. You know, because like, I don't know <laughs> I don't know your real name. I know your Twitter name. Right. So. And then like people are going to be like proposing and getting <laughs> married. It's going to be crazy. We've had relevant marriages before, but we've not done the oh, in person. This see? is just basically a big mingle. Yeah. A big, uh, big single oh, mingle. <laughs> hey, if you're single, come early and Tiffany will be out there mingling. <laughs> She'll be yeah. doing a speed dating booth. <laughs> She'll be running. It's not a carnival thing. We're not having like carnival yeah, props. No and, I've misunderstood what this whole event is. <laughs> yeah, you, you, wait, wait, now you're telling me this, this doesn't have carnival games? Yeah, I've got to call and cancel some bouncy houses that I've reserved for myself personally. Yeah, I, I, Cameron, I have several security deposits that are non-redeemable and I thought I was clear about it. It's BYOBA. <laughs> Bring, bring your own bouncy house, but um, there is a pretty big parking lot. I always yeah. do. <laughs> all right. Well, that'll do it for your event update. Oh, if you want info, if you want to join the waiting list, everything and all the updates are, are at relevantpodcastlive.com. Uh, our, you can, there's a link there to our official hotel where there's a room discount. Uh, there's a link to a list of things to do while you're in town for the weekend. A lot of really fun things. A lot of good stuff. Yeah. And, uh, and then, obviously, we'll keep updating it as the event gets closer but we're only three weeks out this is coming up quick coming up fast um so yeah terrifyingly quick yeah we should we should start planning this thing cameron (laughs) relevantpodcastlive.com uh that'll do it for your entertainment releases in case you missed it uh your lala predictions and your beatles discussion (laughs) stay tuned up next slices
listening to Foles. The song is Mountain at My Gates. Uh, at the beginning of the podcast, you heard Metric with their new one, uh, Too Bad, So Sad. <laughs> the song's cool, though. Apparently it's, it's got some sass to it. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> Hashtag sass mouth. Yeah. Coming from their new album, I'm Rubber, Your Glue. <laughs> <laughs> Too Bad, So Sticks Sad. Sticks and stones. <laughs> Uh, your mom. Um, <laughs> okay, it's time for slices. What do you have, Jesse? All right. Well, I, I sort of have a twofer because one, I'm sort of obligated to update because we've been following this story, um, and I, I'll, I'll keep this one brief. But the 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 Satanist, goat-headed, terrifying, awesomely heavy metal statue of <laughs> Bethomet, yeah, the 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 satanic entity that has the head of a goat. Uh, the body of a very buff man that sits on a throne of a pentagram with children worshiping him. Yeah. It weighs 2,000 pounds. It's nine It's nine feet tall. That was originally going to be placed <laughs> at the Oklahoma City Capitol across from the Ten Commandments has been unveiled. Uh, it, it is not in Oklahoma City because, as we discussed uh, just a few weeks ago, Oklahoma City, the local the state Supreme Court, outlawed any religious symbols at the Capitol grounds. So it was unveiled this week in Detroit, which is home to the Satanist Temple's largest chapter. More than 700 people came out uh, to the unveiling and chanted Hail Satan throughout. Mm. Nice. Uh, so it, so it's, it's been made, and it may be headed to Arkansas next, where their state capital does have a Ten Commandments. We will keep you updated on this story as it progresses. Yes. Wow. So we talked yeah. about big surprises for the relevant event. <laughs> 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 Photo booth. <laughs> <laughs> right, you said you had a twofer. Yeah, okay. So this one, okay. I brought this specifically. I didn't realize that Eddie was wisely bowing out of today's show. Well, he had no choice. He is with his wife in Italy celebrating a decade. Yeah. How Convenient. convenient. Conveniently. Okay. Yeah. So, so, Jesse, catch up listeners who didn't hear last week's show. In what, the aftermath. What did, Jesse, what did Eddie do that got so much aftermath, backlash <laughs> on the internet? Okay. So, look, I understand that, you know, broadcasting and podcasting and, and you know, this whole internet, it's about hot takes. Everyone <laughs> wants to hear someone with an angle that's a little bit different. A little contrarian. A little, that it's a little yeah. contrarian. You, that's you, like, you, you know need what? your Stephen your A. Smith. You hate Stephen A. Smith. You can't stand Stephen A. Smith, but you watch Stephen A. Smith. He, he's a necessary part of the yeah. equation. Yeah, yeah. But sometimes, sometimes you double down <laughs> on the wrong thing. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes you, you stake your flag in the wrong hill. Okay? And, and you're unflinching. And that's what I appreciate. Eddie, if it's, as if he's nothing else than a man of conviction. Yeah. So Eddie brought a slice that was a story that, <laughs> that was making its way around the news media about an elder. And <laughs> not to mention, and this, maybe he was reading bad copy. I don't know. But he kind of butchered the delivery that kind of, I think I, that put people on edge first. I had to help him out, like, kind of what actually happened. But yeah. he had already formed his opinion without really understanding what, what went down. But He had a contentious relationship with the facts of this story <laughs> from the beginning. And I wish I would say this to his face. It's not like I'm talking behind his back. I would gladly tell this to him. Uh, so he presented a slice, but either way, it's a slice about an elderly toll booth worker in Florida 
who uh, was 77 years old. He was a military veteran. He was in this job as a toll booth worker, beloved by local commuters for handing out candy and dog treats and all things, sorts of things for the last 30 years. Uh, one day, and he's been warned about similar issues in the past, that uh, he realized that uh, he charged someone the incorrect amount, that his cash drawer was going to come up short. So out of his own wallet, he pitched in to pay the toll money that was not paid earlier the in the five day. Five bucks. Yeah, it was five bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and he ended up, uh, long story short, they, they, they tried to suspend it, but he ended up being fired over the thing. Yeah. Eddie's stand <laughs> was good. <laughs> and he said that the and he said that his problem wasn't just in what the guy did breaking the rules, which he saw as unquestionably <laughs> a fireable offense. He also was very angry that this man was doing interviews explaining himself and not just blatantly apologizing and tell people he deserved to take his job. Obviously, the internet <laughs> did not agree with Eddie. Yeah, no, very much so. Very like, not. That was ninety percent of our Twitter feed this week. Yeah. Was people saying, "Well, I didn't expect that from Eddie Koppelt." Oh, poor guy. Yeah, yeah. I, I, bad for him. <laughs> and I think I and I think if he would have said it was sort of in jest, it was just for the entertainment value. But <laughs> and he stuck to his guns. He did. He stuck to his guns. We gave him every opportunity I mean, you did to turn back back yeah, pedal. Right. we yeah. tried yeah. and we said you, you know eddie so so your state your position here just so we're clear abundantly clear is that the elderly veteran beloved by his community should be fired from his job forever for an unauthorized act of generosity his answer was unequivocally yes yeah which was an i mean if you've listened to eddie for the last two years Probably the most surprising stance because he's a nice there. guy, he's Grace. Very nice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's what was so shocking about it. Why we kept like, are we hearing you correctly? <laughs> because I don't understand this passion. Um, yeah. So, yeah. so, so you have. I have a slice that I feel like is going to challenge this line of thinking even further. Oh, because there's two things that Eddie hates in this world that we've learned. Yeah. <laughs> One is is, is municipal workers who go out of their way to do unauthorized acts of generosity for their community. Right. That's one. He right. hates it. That's one, yeah. Two is the postal service. That is true. <laughs> yeah. And three, I would say injustice. I would say yeah. three yeah. would injustice. be yeah, injustice. Yeah. Yeah. Where that comes from. <laughs> yeah. Injustice. So I found a story that checked a couple of those yeah. boxes. Okay, so a postal worker, uh, and, and this story uh, actually happened in, in Utah. A postal worker came uh, was delivering his route one day, and he ran across a 12-year-old boy, and the boy asked him if he had any extra junk mail. And the postal worker thought this was a very odd request of this kid. So he gave him what he had, extra newspapers and junk mail. And this is where Eddie, this is where it crosses a line into no-no territory for Eddie. He then inquired about the boy's personal life and wanted to do something about it. The postal worker's job isn't to intervene here. Mm. It's to deliver the mail with, <laughs> with mediocre accuracy. <laughs> okay? I think their stated purpose is clear. So he asked this kid, you know, why, do you, why are you looking for extra junk mail? And the kid tells him that he loves to read, but he's, he doesn't have any more. But he's read everything that he has in his house. His parents don't have money for more books, and he can't afford a bus pass to the library. Again, crossing the line of what a postal worker's job <laughs> is, which is to simply deliver the mail, right. not contribute to their community in any additional way. <laughs> he goes out. And he posts a Facebook message that says, with a picture of this kid, and says, I met this kid on my postal route. Can you mail, again, is this abuse of his position? 
I don't know, he works for the Postal Service, <laughs> to mail him books that will then be delivered to this kid. Uh, and he expected only a few dozen to come of this. Uh, but as these things happen to, uh, you know, sometimes do, it goes viral. Hundreds of books start pouring in for this young, vivacious reader who, you know, was just hungry to read junk mail and, you know, weekly mailers. Hundreds of books from far corners of the globe, India, the UK, uh, 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 South America, have all, Australia, have all poured in for this kid so that he will have a whole personal library of reading material. I'm sure Eddie is in Italy right now visiting one of the people that mailed the books to this kid. <laughs> this is to Eddie, this is an international outrage. <laughs> he's, he's celebrating his wedding anniversary. Well congratulations, sir. He's he's on a fact hunting mission right now. <laughs> Finding the people that are complicit in what I think is 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 unquestionably in his opinion, mail fraud. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Jeremiah, you mentioned that you and Eddie have spoken about about yeah. the, the uh, you know scandalous uproar. Yeah, we'll, we'll call it ha- uproar twenty fifteen. Well, I've got know. I've got the relevant Twitter synced to my phone, right? And then I also have my personal Twitter synced right. to my phone. I personally only have six hundred followers, only about eight of which actually care what I'm saying. <laughs> the other one, I'm sure, are spam. Right, and so I start seeing my phone after the episode goes up. It really starts to light up with Twitter, and and I've just I've just posted something that I think is funny. So I'm thinking, oh great, my fans are reacting. Right, my family (laughs) saw my my post. My family is reacting. Yeah, that was not the case. Oh yeah, no no no, it was. What happened to Eddie Coffles? It's alternate reality. Evil Eddie has come on the show. Yeah. And I mean, it was, I mean, it was, I don't want to say hundreds, right. but it was close. At it least. was a lot. It, it, it was, was, it was a blowback, but I, I'll say this. I appreciated. <laughs> I, he stuck to his gun. You know, we live in uh, this PC era where everyone's apologizing for everything. <laughs> you know what? You say something, you stick to your guns. Yeah. But, but you, you know why? And I'm not comparing. Don't get me wrong here. Okay. I'm going to apologize in advance. Do, I'm not comparing Eddie to Donald Trump. Okay. <laughs> I should preface that. They probably don't oh, have similar opinions on a lot of issues. But the, you know why the reason he's leading in the polls right now? Because you're not going to get political speech. You think he's going to apologize even when he says something that's blatantly wrong? Heck no. He doubles down, sticks to his guns, and people love it. <laughs> Maybe we'll like, get to meet this different right. Eddie at the live event. The, the new Eddie. The, the new Eddie, Eddie that has like a goatee. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's like yeah, it's evil it's twin Eddie. Edgy, edgy Eddie. Eddie. Yeah, Eddie. Like his headshots went from like smiling guy in a reverse turned around chair with his elbows on top. You know, you know the pose I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I turn the chair backwards. I you know sit my legs in there. I'm like, hey guys, what's up? Hey, you know, let's chat. To arms crossed, lean back, incredulous look on his face. Yeah. Like I got, I got, I got business to take care. Yeah, of. he's like, I'm kicking doors down. Right. I don't care who I offend. This is edgy. <laughs> and if I pardon my language here in advance, guys, I respect the <laughs> of this new Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> Say what you will. Yeah. The man's got opinions. New Eddie. Willing to stick to yeah. Them. New Eddie. So new Eddie will be on the show next week. Next week, yeah. and uh, we will address hmm. the backlash. Okay. And figure it, out a way for us to all move forward as maybe, a new maybe, maybe maybe we don't need to move forward. It's just new Eddie. It's, it's just, just new Eddie from now on. Yeah, yeah. So just get ready for a new era of the relevant. I love podcast. it. I love it. It sparks some good conversation. 
Yeah. I mean, it got social media on fire. Yeah. You know, whatever he's doing is working. He's yeah. kind of a, he, maybe his new thing will be kind of a Trump, Stephen A. Smith kind of hybrid. That'll yeah. be his role. He'll be the contrarian voice. Who wouldn't want to be that? And all of us. <laughs> None of us would want to yeah. be that. So, all right. <laughs> so next week. Lala, Lala recaps, special segments, a lot of fun stuff, and Eddie speaks. Eddie, Eddie gets speaks. the chance to speak. He, yeah, yeah. He'll be back from sabbatical. Eddie on the blazing hot mic. <laughs> oh, man. There might be a theme song. Oh, there's, no. Yeah. Oh, oh wow. There's just there's some things in the works. We'll just see, right? I'm still trying to feel out the Twitter sphere. Yeah. And see. Is there going to be an in-depth profile on Eddie? <laughs> yes. New Eddie. It's like, get down, to, get down to. New Eddie. You know what's in here. Yeah. Yeah, the new Eddie. So I love my favorite comment was the, the overriding question after people stopped listening to last week's show was uh, to Eddie, who hurt you? <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, something. Something went worker. down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> something happened with a toll booth worker in South Florida, really and it brought up some stuff. I don't know. But. Yeah. So just tune in. Tune in next week for some. If you if you have an issue with what happened on last week's episode, or if you're just curious about Edgy Eddie, <laughs> yeah, tune in next week. And hey, we'll... there, let me say this: There's a reason why Rush Limbaugh has been on top of the radio ratings for four decades, and it ain't because he tells people what they want to hear. He tells people like it is. Maybe sometimes he just has inflammatory. Things, but you get the point here. You get the point. You're smelling what I'm stepping in. All right, what do you have, Tiffany? Oh, uh, oh, I have two different ones that you can choose from. Okay, because you're kind of new, so yeah, you're unsure. Yeah, I'm not sure what kind, what kind of things you guys want to hear. Yeah, sure. I don't know. Can I guess the subjects? No. Star Wars (laughs) or cats? Well, that's fair. Fair guess. Um, So one of them is like sort of a mystery of sorts. Ooh. And then the other one is more of like tugs on your heartstring. Oh, mystery. I want mystery. Mystery. mystery okay. Yeah. So there's something in the air in London. Something. something Literally the smog? No. <laughs> Pigeons. Pigeons are popping up all around London, all around Great Britain, and they're dyed pink and no one knows why. No Whoa. one knows why all these pigeons like, are pigeons popping up all over. all over London. I, I saw Mary yeah. Poppins. That's not a new thing. <laughs> there, are, there are a bunch of them popping up all over social media. And, 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 just and I pigeons. saw this story in the related headline. The chimney sweeps are on strike. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a woman flying around with an umbrella and a giant knapsack. <laughs> so I have that. That's the only part of the story. So, pink, so your entire slice they, is well, the statement. There are yeah, pink pigeons. And no one knows why. They even like brought on like a like a um, some kind of authority in pigeons. Yeah. And he's are they dyed only, pink like the like the pink chicken guy in Portland? <laughs> I'm sorry, what? The, there was a pink chicken guy in Portland dying chickens pink and putting them in a. S- yeah, there's well, they're apparently they're like so widespread. I mean, they fly, so that's kind of understandable that they would be widespread. <laughs> but it's still no one can really figure out wh- why these pigeons it's not are like, pink. But, but I'm saying, are, do you, is it being is it being speculated that this is a natural pink occurrence or that somebody it is one by something one has ha- like someone them. has dyed them for some reason. So, okay. so it's not like flamingos where they're eating like plankton that, right. that turns them pink or whatever. <laughs> right. so, well, just like the Portland guy, he's, he's probably raising awareness of, of pigeons. Breast, breast cancer? Oh, pigeons. <laughs> well, well, I think, I think the guy in Portland, I think his motivation was he felt like that. If you saw a pink chicken, or in this case, it's the same motivation of pink pigeon, yeah. it would cheer you up. Right. Oh. Like you would, you would see the pink pigeon and think, oh, that's kind of neat. I not, was not, a, oh my, that's, that looks terrifying. Yeah, normally like, when this I could see be a, a pigeon, issue. it's about to poop on me. It's just flying overhead. <laughs> have you ever been pooped on? on? I have by a pigeon, yeah. I've been pooped on by seven birds in my life. 
<laughs> and weren't, weren't they all sort of omens? And they were all at a major life transition. <laughs> and they were all outside. It wasn't like a parakeet or anything. So when, was, when a bird poops on you, you know something big something, about to happen in It, your it life. would have been really creepy if they were all inside. <laughs> uh, the most recent one was when I was up at Bob Goff's Lodge. An eagle pooped on me. An, e- an eagle? A bald eagle See, was that, flying overhead. That just means you're chosen. On my you shoulder. are chosen for something big. I, I, there's a picture on my Instagram. Wow. It ran down the front and back and felt like somebody put a poured a cup of warm clam chowder on my ew. shoulder. Oh, <laughs> ew. oh my gosh. And uh, I ran, I, you know, I was right outside the cabin where Cohen, I just laid Cohen down uh-huh. and I was looking out over the, the bay, the expanse. I was in the trees and it was just beautiful. And I'm thinking, I'm here with my son and, you know, going through a hard season, but man, God is good. <laughs> <laughs> and um and I went in and Conan just like down and, and he's like what and I'm like because uh, I was running to the bathroom and I was like look look an eagle just pooped on me and and I, I saw it on the front I didn't see the, the gallon part. on the back uh, oh my god that much oh it it was it was an impressive amount of things uh. all over me so I jumped right in the shower <laughs> this eagle has just gone to golden corral <laughs> full on full on healthy was it a normal colored eagle it wasn't pink or anything was it no it was just mm-hmm. a regular old massive bald eagle oh yeah. see that knocks out my theory of why those pigeons are pink because like maybe they're bred to poop yeah. omens <laughs> or something I don't know do you have any I theories? have a couple of theories one okay. of them I already shared maybe it's a breast cancer awareness or pigeon thing. awareness yeah. or pigeon cancer awareness P- pigeon, can- pigeon breast cancer well, they awareness. are they disease have- riddled yeah, yeah. So it's That's pigeon it. disease awareness. Yeah. 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 Um, another a theory I have, um, maybe they're being forced to wear pink because it's Wednesday. Regina George. On Wednesdays we oh. wear pink. I don't know. I don't know what you're talking it's about. Mean girls. A lot of people will get it. Don't okay. worry. Yeah, that's a good joke. Um, that's a good one. I'll then, take it. Um, I'll leave it in there. And then another idea. What if they're on their way to a Katy Perry concert? Ooh. Got their pink, they got their pink chalk hair. The and, pigeons? Yeah. Hmm. Rocking, what if they're going to be? Birds. What if they're going to be in a Katy Perry concert? Maybe, the, oh. yeah, maybe they escaped Katy Perry. Maybe, maybe she's they, hoarding <laughs> peak pigeons. They finally got think. out, like like Rio. If you ever seen the movie Rio, I, oh, I've watched Cohen. Or, I've seen the movie or Rio, Rio too, or yeah. one of the ones where the birds are being trafficked, yeah. Yeah. and then they escape. Yeah, I, I think the safest bet here is that Katy Perry is for. Nefarious reasons unknown to us: abducting pigeons from the park, dying, dying them pink, and yeah. a few have escaped. Yeah, it's I the think... only logical thing that makes sense here. Yeah, right. Yeah, but haven't they like actually talked to an expert, a pigeon expert, or something? Yeah, so they were talking. If that yeah. exists, so, and, and I, well, how does one become a? I don't know. They, all it said was this person who uh, is an authority on pigeons. They asked him it's about it. It's an old it. lady from a park in it was London. A, it was a man. It was like a doctor so-and-so. I don't remember. Doctor, doctor, doctor guy. Doctor Science McScienstein. But his direct quote was, I have no idea. It could be anything. And that was what they cited as a quote I wonder from if, a doctor science guy. I wonder if they vetted him beforehand. I, I was going to say, what, I, 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 with that quote, I, I a little bit question his qualifications as a pigeon expert. Like, he could just be any random dude sitting on a bench that, that spends any amount of time watching pigeons. Well, in fairness, I don't think he went to school to figure out, like, why a phenomenon like pink pigeons would... Like, I don't know why you'd go to school for pigeons in the first place. But, but it would seem like if I was the newspaper and I'm like reaching out to the, the local pigeon expert, yeah. I'd be like, listen, do you have an opinion? And, and a simple 
you know, I wouldn't go to the trouble of the interview if I literally had no idea and wouldn't even offer up a suggestion. And well, they definitely and didn't have to print the quote. Yeah, that's my thing. With. It's like the reporter could yeah. have been like, well, that, that interview was a dud and didn't yeah. add anything to the story. Let me call another pigeon yeah, expert. Yeah, this was like br- uh, Bristol Daily News or something. Bristol. And, and Subpar <laughs> reporting, I'll tell so you that much. That, w- that wouldn't fly um, here at that the That quote made me laugh a lot, though. That they went through the, the That the wouldn't trouble. fly here at the old Relevant Magazine. Um, <laughs> hey, let me ask you a quick question. What was your other slice? Oh, um, so there's because that one um, wasn't good enough. Yeah. I'm not saying. I'm just saying in the edited well, form. Birds, in the edited so. form, I don't know if that's going to have enough meat on the bone. Okay. Yeah, in the edited form, Tiffany's not going to be on the show at all. She'll be introed, and then she'll say her name at the end. That'll be yeah, you on the show. That was week. me silently sitting here. <laughs> now to you. All right. Um, what was your other slice? So the other slice. Just out of curiosity, I was wondering sure. what your range was. Sure. So this one tugs on the heartstrings a little bit. Um, there was a video released by Nature Valley. It was a commercial oh, yeah. about how... Like the granola people? Yes, exactly. Oh. Uh, how our generations have changed through technology. And mm-hmm. the beginning of the video, it starts talking to... It's like interviewing family. Oh, have you have it? it? Yeah. Oh, play it. Uh, we, we put this on our site uh, this week. I, I, I This blew up on our website, yeah. didn't it, Jesse? It really did. It, did. it, 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 it was shared 90,000 times yeah. and, and viewed over a quarter million times. Wow. All right, here's, here's a clip. It's not that long. Here's a clip. Here's the Nature Valley video. So what do you like to do for fun? Video games. Definitely. I like to go on my phone. Text. Some email. My favorite thing to do in the world is definitely watching videos and playing video games. Those take up so much of my time. Three hours or t- three to four hours a day. Same. Five hours straight. Just last week, I watched 23 episodes of a TV series in less than four days. I forget. I'm in a house. I have parents. I have a sister. I have a dog. I just think I'm in the video game. I completely get lost. I would die if I don't have my tablet. Whenever I feel upset, I'd play video games and I'd feel normal. It's really wonderful. That, Holy moly. That kid, that one that sounds like a 34-year-old female chain smoker is actually a child that is go- going through puberty, I think, because yeah. it does not sound like a kid, but it was. Yeah. Um, the beginning of that, um, they talk... And, and because of the... He's actually only seven, but the uh, early onset puberty because of all the video games. Probably. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's doing some weird things. It, um, the, yeah, the, the video, it shows... The other parts of the video show like three generations. So it yeah. has like the parents and grandparents of these children talking about what how they spent their childhood and some of their like yeah, fond memories. It was like memories. imaginative toys that they made out of like boxes and like it was really sweet. It and was like, it, yeah, fishing yeah. trips yeah. and riding bikes and enjoying being outside and, you know... Uh, obviously, it's anecdotal. With, I mean, with their at, uh, with their granola bars with and their so. Granola yeah. bars. Well, they did talk about blueberry picking and like on like doing things like that, which probably lent to the the all natural granola bars. And yeah, stuff. And, and to 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 the credit of critics, it, it obviously it's a it's an ad. It's not a any kind of like quantif- quantifiable data, but and it, it is anecdotal. But that doesn't make it any less powerful. Yeah, I think or true. You, I, I think you know when, when you introduce things to uh, you know any sort of social demographic, whether it be children or you know uh, you know older people, like things like new technology, it's going to change the way we spend our time. And even if your kid isn't some video game addict, or you know you see kids that are always glued to your phones. 
introducing them is going to change the dynamic of their childhood. Just, you know, how kids text and are, are playing games and it, it is going to make things different. I think it, yeah. it sure, sure. Some criticism is warranted. It is an ad for granola bars, but at the same time, it raises a good point. Well, I, I identified with it a lot and even like, I mean, I, I didn't really grow up with a whole lot of technology, but I, I feel myself now having the choice between going outside or doing something like active and then I have Netflix. So it's, I don't even think it's, it's a generational thing in that we're in this generation now altogether and we have those choices. Kids, yeah, kids are going to grow up with it more and they're going to be more susceptible to it. But I really, I really felt like um, pulled by, by that choice of like, how should I be spending my time as even as an adult? Um, it's not just like a kid problem. Yeah, it, it, I, I watched the other night ironically on Netflix, uh, <laughs> the the movie uh, Just Killing Time, Stand By Me. Or have you guys seen the movie? Mm-hmm. Um, after seeing this commercial this past week and thinking about this, like how how intentional like you have to be these days to have those type of experiences where you're, you know, spend an entire day outside disconnected and totally engaged with the people that you're with, you know, like it, it where it used to be that you, it was your only choice. Now it's like this intentional thing that you have to do if yeah. you want it to happen. I, I Cohen's five and a half and is loves video games now. Like he's not, I mean, he can actually play them and can play like the eight and up and 10 and up games, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and so I'm, I've had to really be intentional in the last, you know, several months to kind of think about the balance of how we will spend our time. And so I kind of view it all as like, there's everything in moderation, you mm-hmm. know? So it's like, I think of his day almost like a pie chart. And as long as there was, there was outside time, there was learning time, there was uh, intentional father son time. I don't mind him having some video game time. Oh, yeah, I don't mind, you know, but to me, when that kind of becomes, uh, the becomes default, like a babysitter or something, yeah, yeah, that's where you get in trouble, yeah. you know? Yeah. But like, you know, we do certain things with technology. I mean, I sit at a restaurant and see families not communicate because everybody's looking at their screens and yeah. that just breaks my heart. And so yeah. I will not pull out a phone if I'm having dinner with Cohen, you know, like uh, it, nothing will ever be more important than me and him one-on-one interacting, you know? So it's like things like that. I think there's clear boundaries need to do just to keep the right context for it. But I also don't think we need to be recluses or monks either. Yeah. Or like, Ludites or something. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. So I, you know, it, it's heartbreaking hearing stuff like that, but unchecked, I mean, the access, the, you know, we have to get life out of balance. We all, you know, yeah. need, there's needs to be an intentionality to how we choose to engage the world around us, you know? Well, and moderation too. I mean, it goes right into that. My older brother, we never had video games or TV growing up. Uh, we always, both my parents were writers and it was really important to them that we just didn't have that as a part of our life. Cause that, it wasn't as in culture as it is now you know it was a lot more of a easier to stay away from yeah it was a lot yeah it was a lot if you're over there in your zubaz pants just (laughs) reading books and my bomba socks sliding (laughs) around right my older brother josh is a reader just loves to read none of the other nine of us ten of us like to read but he or can yeah or four can. of you can't even right. read at all he was the firstborn so he actually got educated <laughs> he's the only literate right <laughs> but he uh had the same issue though that these kids have with video games like he dove so heavily into reading that 
it did have the exact same effect. Yeah. You know, like he became was his escape. isolated, his yep. escape. That's when he felt normal. Oh, that's that's when he felt like this is the most true version of me is when I'm in my room by myself reading literature that, you know, that's good. Literature is great, but it's out, if it's out of balance, it's, it's the same balance, issue. Not, yeah, yeah. So I don't yeah. think that yeah. the actual, I'm sure that the technology itself like does play into it, but I don't think this is some new problem that, people are facing like how do we get people to engage with those around them yeah mm-hmm. I, just yeah. Think it's- I, I think i think the, the difference is a lot of technology you know when it comes to like games and apps and you know even look even as someone who writes a lot for online you want it to be engaging and you don't want people to turn away from it you know yeah. what i mean but when you start making games and stuff for children I think that's where it gets a little problematic because a lot of those are designed to keep kids glued to them. And that's where, and and, you know, adults too. I think it's just a matter of recognizing, look, I get that it's designed to be addictive and to make me want to keep engaging with it. But yeah, like you're saying, Cameron, it's about intentionality, but also recognizing that, that it wants to keep you there, you know? Yeah, that's true. You gotta be careful. Yeah. Um, so your range was pink pigeons yeah. and, and your developed theories about yeah. why they're pink pigeons yeah. to this very thoughtful yeah. uh, discussion of uh, technology not, and I the next generation. I have many layers like an yeah. onion. You chose, I have lots of different things I'm interested in. You chose wisely. Go pink pigeons. That's what I <laughs> <laughs> hey, Jeremiah, the ball is in your court, friend. <laughs> All right. Well, that'll do it for Slices. Stay tuned. Up next, Planet Shakers comes to the studio. Two vaults. The song is Cry No More. Hailing originally from Adelaide, the Planet Shakers band is now based in Melbourne at Planet Shaker City Church in Australia. Uh, with more than 20 albums out. 20 albums. Since 1997. Who else has had 20 albums? Anyone? Beatles. Beatles. <laughs> George Hamilton. The band has grown substantially and now tours the world with two teams. Um, they stopped by our studio here in Orlando recently and performed three songs for us. We filmed it. Mm-hmm. What we're going to do is the same thing that we are doing with The Brilliance. So on this week's show, we're going to play two of those songs for you. And then coming up soon on another show, we'll play the third one. And that week, the all three videos will go up oh, cool. on Relevant TV. So this is kind of like a early look at mm-hmm. the full session that'll be coming up soon. So. So, uh, with the first of uh, two songs, here is Planet Shakers. In Jeremiah chapter 20, verse 9, it talks about God's word being shut up in our bones like a fire. And that made me think, what would that actually be like, fire being shut up in your bones? It would be this feeling of an explosion needing to burst out. And that's what this song's about, about just this desperation for God, about longing and wanting Him more than anything else. 
the fire shut up in my bones I want the world to know you are God with a passion burning deep within I want the world to know that you
That was Planet Shakers. Make sure to check out their new album at planetshakers.com. Oh my gold, turn to glass, and now I'm breathing fast. I need someone to help these hard times pass. Oh my gold, turn to glass, and now I'm breathing fast. I need someone to help these hard times pass. Listening to the Revivalists, the song is "Gold to Glass." I like that song. That album is cool. Yeah, Jenny Allen is the founder of If Gathering and the author of Anything, Restless, and several Bible studies. Her book Anything has just been updated and re-released with a new eight-week Bible study section. Uh, I was at If Gathering in Austin in January. It was me, Bob Goff. Oh, he was there with Bob. his wife, Sweet Maria. Yeah, me, Bob Goff. Sweet Maria. And 3,500 women. <laughs> but Jenny, it was like a week before the event. Like Jenny emailed me. We, we were uh, talking to them, helping them figure out some podcast ideas that they were trying to work through. And she was like, it'd be great for you to just come see what we're doing so you can get the heart of it. And I'm like, you know what? Oh, I'm there. So I went Austin, and Austin, sat in the back row of a women's conference. Thankfully, uh, Shauna Nequist was there and, and sat with me. Protected you. She'd just be the creepy dude in yeah. the back. Yeah. She, she took care. She vouched for you. She did. Yeah. Honestly. Like yeah. people, women would walk by and kind of look at me like, huh? And then she'd be like, he's with me. It's fine. You know, <laughs> I could see all the nonverbal, like she nonverbally right. made sure it was okay that I was there. She gave him, gave him a stare down. Well, uh, our very own Tiffany Brunson up to the interview, uh, you know, starting lineup. Yeah. Now, recently spoke to her. Here is Jenny Allen. You originally wrote this book back when? I wrote this book about four years ago, five years ago. And now you're re-releasing it. I am. Yeah, we, we, first of all, this was such a life message for me. This was, you know, it's surrender and it's this journey and this story of kind of how I went from, you know, what I would call just this typical Christian mindset and life to more of a um, engaged and, and passionate and, and, surrendered life in Christ. And so, you know, everything I've, I've done since and everything I will ever do will be really built on this moment in my life because it was the moment where for me, people shrunk and God got bigger and where I really said, you know, I'm not going to live in the bondage that I've been living in the past. And so it wasn't simple, you know, that process was long, but at the same time, I think it was simple, you know, it, yeah. it was in that I, one moment I, I said, God, I'm, I'm willing to do anything that you 
you want from me. Um, I'm in. And I think before that, I'd just been trying to control my life and manage it all. And so, so when the opportunity came to re-release it, I knew, you know, this is my story. But at the same time, you know, I'm such a believer that God's supernatural work in every one of our lives is unique. And, and He calls each of us to a different type of surrender. You know, we're not all called to go overseas to Africa. We're not all called to go into ministry. We're not all called to adopt. We're not all called to, um, to, to you know, go into the marketplace and to, ser- you know, to serve a nonprofit. You yeah. know, it's diverse and beautiful. And, and there's going to be lots of people that serve God in a beautiful way as a CEO of a secular company. And I think what I wanted to do was to give a tool for people to unpack their own journey of surrender rather than just say, you know, here's my story. I wanted there to be a tool, a part of this process that that they really got to unpack what it was God was calling them toward and and away from. Now, would you say that the study part of it, is it more of a like a group study or is it like a sit in by yourself and like really resonate <laughs> solo? Oh, I'm, you know, I believe in people. <laughs> I just think you get enough people in the room and you're going through this together. So it's both. I mean, you're doing the work by yourself and you're reading the scripture and spending time with God and hearing from Him. But then I think if that ever stops there in anybody's life, um, you're going to miss God's design, which was that we need each other. And and the church, the idea of the church is that we would live communally as a body and, and serve different purposes for um, the glory of God and for the good of each other. And so I think to move into a conversation about these things is essential. Um, we have to have other people that are going to be in this fight with us. It is hard to surrender. I mean, this book scares people. It scares me. It still scares me um, because of all that this, this prayer has meant to me that when I prayed anything, he's actually taken me up on it. We've, we've been stretched beyond anything I could ever imagine as far as the callings on our lives and the way that he's poured out our lives into other people and into visions that I couldn't have even thought of. And so it is scary. And if I don't have those people in it with me that, that care about me, that care about God, that want to serve him, you know, beside each other, I just think we would, we would miss, um, the idea of teams. So definitely both. I mean, I think you you need a small group to process these. Anytime you're processing big things like surrender, obedience, you know, holiness. Yeah, it takes it takes a team. hope that people will discover experience as they read this book and and walk through this study? I hope they'll feel freedom. I hope that they'll, you know, I think everybody's fear is surrender. Like that sounds so difficult and I don't want that. And it's just going to be prying your hands off of something. But I think what what happened for me was when I finally did just say, okay, I'm in, like, I'm going to quit controlling my life. This whole freedom came over me that I had never understood that verse that um, says it is for freedom that Christ sets you free. I, I would read that verse and I would think that sounds nice, but I had no idea why I didn't experience yeah. it. And it was this, it was that there were other gods competing um, for the God in my life. And, and when all of those gods kind of fell away and died, it, it actually set my soul free. I felt um, this peace and discernment and, and passion and joy and excitement for whatever God had. And I didn't feel this fear of 
what would come as much as I had been living under. And I didn't feel this fear of people's opinions. I remember right after we prayed this, my husband was um, the pastor of a church plant that that was growing and and at the time that we prayed this. And and one of the biggest struggles that I had was just living under the, you know, as a pastor's wife, people actually care, you know, how you spend your money, what you, sure. what you do with your kids' school. Like, they have opinions. And so I had felt that pressure. And that just one of the things that died that night when I prayed this prayer, I was just like, ah, I'm just done. Like, I'm, and the next day or, or within a couple of days, um, I got an email from a girl that they were leaving the church. And it was specifically because of me. Um, she had this whole, you know, it was very unintentional on my part, but, but she didn't know that. And, and it was, it was, you know, I want to be clear, we're leaving the church because of you. It literally was one of, at the time, like one of my worst nightmares come yeah, true. I'm sure. and, and, and I'm sitting there reading the email and I'm waiting to feel what I would normally feel, which is this spiral into just, you know, I, you know, trying to control, like, let me make this right. This franticness that would come on me when I'd realize I'd disappointed somebody or, or somebody was frustrated with me and it didn't come. And I was so surprised. I remember just sitting there and absorbing this piece that, hey, you know what? I'm okay. And and I'm going to do, you know, I, I definitely apologized and I, I tried to make right, but but I also left it. And I didn't, I didn't feel frantic and I didn't let it define me. And I didn't let it define my actions going forward. It didn't keep me up at 3 a.m. worried like what I had done wrong. I, I was peaceful that as far as it would concern me, I'd try to live at peace with all men, but but I wasn't going to lose the focus of my life, the mission of my life, because somebody was disappointed with me or hurt by me. And, and it was so powerful. I was like, God, this is what life change looks like. This is, this is what you've been talking about when I read verses about freedom. This is, this is the intangible thing that changes and shifts in your soul when you truly, truly love God more than anything else on earth. And, and that's what I hope happens for people is that they would, they would experience that shift. Now, to be fair, every single day since then, you know, it's it's a constant laying down my desires and laying down what I want. I mean, do I still want control in my life? Heck yes. You know, <laughs> do I still want people to like me? I do. You know, that that's all still there, but it's in its proper place. It's not, um, it's not the chief goal of my life. And if those things don't happen or if they can't happen, I'm okay. Like I will get up tomorrow and I will still do the work that God has called me to, even if it means more and more judgment. And it will. All the things that that we do for the glory of God and, and, and purely for that, the devil will come against us and he'll likely come against us in the ways that, that are most vulnerable and difficult for us to navigate. Even if it's not, you know, cancer, it's, it's what do you not want to lose? What is the thing that you most treasure that you can't imagine that you most fear losing and and when you kind of can name that thing is it is a bit of setting you free because ultimately we can live without that we really can and and that's i think what i've learned that has brought so much freedom Is Jenny Allen. You can follow her on Twitter at Jenny Allen.
listening to Mo. Uh, it's M the O with the slash through it. Oh yeah. The under love, oath O. Love this album. This is like prime time for like the DJs. Okay, so like there's there's like DJs that have come out of the EDM movement, and a few years ago, like the XX and Churches and and James Blake kind of mm-hmm. made like interesting electronic infused like pop accessible stuff. And there's this like new wave of DJs that have run with that. Yeah. And so you have like Alice in Wonderland, Mo, Sylvanesso. Like, yeah. Sylvanesso. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sylvanesso. Yeah. 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 It's like one DJ finds a really cool chick singer and like co writes and they put these really it's rad. amazing. There's I lo- like so many of them. I'm, I'm looking forward to the EDM tent at, uh, at, at Lala. You don't I'm going to whisper it. Say it I'm loud, and proud, loud and proud. I'm going to do the rave pattern with glow sticks. It's going to get crazy. Last year, the EDM uh, area was great because it was the year that like trap happened. Oh, I like trap. Oh, man, me too. (laughs) And it was like, oh, that was another level. This year's going to be the year of like Alice in Wonderland and stuff like that. Tiffany, I know what you're thinking. It's not trapped. The band that had headstrong. (laughs) Not that. that Did you guys see that YouTube video? And it's more in like house genre, but a DJ when he trolled the audience waiting for the drop. Oh, yeah. Yes. And the drop never came. Can I pull that up real quick? Yeah, please. The drop never comes. It's. So well, great. Well, well, no, this, what does that mean? no, this one, it does come. Oh, it does come. But, but it's a surprise. Hang on, let me. <laughs> How do you want it? I love that song. Man, you gotta have guts <laughs> to do that because you, you the video. The best is part like, is the crowd. Yeah, yeah, the, the video is like oh. you see them ramping up, like literally throbbing, jumping up and down. They're ramping up, they're ramping up, they're ramping up. Hands are all in the air and they're ready to just explode. And then that happens, and there is just this withdrawal of humanity, just like sinking back down into itself. It's amazing. Well, that has nothing to do with Planet Shakers, but. <laughs> that, well, how did we get here, actually? Well, music? I don't okay. know. Yeah, Mo, you're listening to Mo. Oh, you're yeah. listening to Mo. Yeah. Red, Red in the Gray is the song you heard about 10 minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> um, like we said, when Planet Shakers came through the studio, uh, they recorded three songs. Um, it was really, it's amazing, like having these big global bands in our little humble Tiny studio. Tiny little studio. Yeah. Right. It's like, they're like, how many people do you want us to bring? We're like, three. You know, like, <laughs> do not bring all of Planet Shakers. Uh, but it was awesome. And it's really cool, like seeing uh, artists have to translate big music, you know, yeah. for like a more intimate experience. And it's cool. Some of them, you know, like they reinvent it, like Gunger does and Planet yeah, Shakers. Yeah. Uh, it was cool to see uh, as well. With the second of the three songs they did, here's Planet Shakers. This song, Nothing Is Impossible, is a song of faith. It's a, it's a song to inspire people to believe for God to do something amazing in their life, no matter what they're going through, no matter what situation that they are in, that we can believe with God that nothing is impossible. The Bible says, with man, this is impossible, but with God, nothing is impossible. Through you, I can do anything. I can do all things, because it's you who gives me strength. Nothing is impossible Through you, blind eyes are open Strongholds are broken I am living by faith Nothing is impossible
That was Planet Shakers. Make sure to uh, keep your eye out for the third song that they did here in our studio and all the videos will be coming up on a podcast pretty soon. So can't wait for that. Stay tuned. Up next, feedback. Holding by the tears on the last train homeward bound. It's been 27 years and you've only now just figured out
listening to Rationale. The song is Fastlane. It's time for your feedback. Okay, so our 10-year anniversary show is three weeks away, and we know that 800 of you are going to be here hanging out with us. Officially now. On August yeah. 20 fun. <laughs> uh, but since hundreds of thousands of you who listen to the show can't be here, we thought uh, we should ask you for ideas for the people who are coming to things that they should do at the show or here in Orlando to vacation vicariously. You know, you can vacation vicariously through them. You can be there vicariously through them. So we asked you for the question of the week, what should the people who are coming do to be your surrogate vacationer while they're here without you in Orlando? You guys went over to our podcast episode page at relevantmagazine.com, posted ideas there, and you also hit us up on Twitter at Relevant Podcast. Here's a few of our favorites. Can I just say this before we get into it? It was a little hard finding the feedback this week because they were buried <laughs> under a mountain. That's true. I cannot, I cannot understate that. I cannot overstate this. Like, I think, I think Twitter was running slowly universally yeah. because of the amount, the enormity <laughs> backlash of of, of, of of backlash from Eddie. So I think everyone bear should with send us. their sir, get vacationer to give Eddie a hug. Yeah, oh, that's, that's a great idea. Yeah. yeah, he doesn't. No, that's the thing. You guys are point. He doesn't need a hug. He he, t- he took a hot take. He's standing by it. He's going down. You can give you can give him a high five if you want. You can you can, you can shake your head in disgust, but you know what? It's not going to change Gosh. anything. Yeah, exactly. And I respect it. <laughs> Eat out of that guy. Or <laughs> my French. I feel strongly. Well, P- Peter, uh, Peter thinks that we should do an uh, all-night party at the park across from Cameron's house. I'll add on to that, and I say it should be a LARPing party. Oh, <laughs> I totally agree. Oh, my goodness. What did you say you, you went as? A winch? No, uh, Cameron said I went as a winch. Oh, how dare you, Cameron. <laughs> I was just speculating. An 11-year-old winch. I wonder what that would look like. <laughs> you, now. <laughs> <laughs> there, there was also so, uh, uh, Tiffany, for you to do an impromptu street corner comedy set uh, Ooh, with, uh, carrot top. with Carrot Top. Yeah, I don't. I think mostly it would just me be screaming in horror at his face because he looks terrifying now. He does. That's oh, mean. Terrifying. He can't help it. That's mean. I don't know. Maybe he could have not moved his face so much when he was doing his bits. He's all like, <laughs> now that it's all stretched out. I'm looking so straight. you're saying because he had exaggerated expressions, yeah. his skin got all stretched out, yeah. and that's why his face looks odd. I, I, I think you need to watch yourself, Timmy, because when you're a prop comic, your face is part of your instrument. That's true. So you know? That's true. Here's something really cool. I respect cool. him now. Thank you. So uh, Randy Kite said uh, that we should have our first ever 800-member-strong meeting of the Jungle Bird Society at Rainforest <laughs> Cafe. And Jungle Bird replied to that and said, Sounds intriguing. Can I help in any way? <laughs> hashtag stop deforestation. So, <laughs> did, he, did he really hashtag stop deforestation? Yeah. Yeah, Good. and then with a, wink, with a winky face. He- Heather uh, O'Donnell said that uh, <laughs> we should go by and visit her in-laws for her. <laughs> Don't worry, funny. the dog doesn't like anyone. So she just essentially wants us to do her dirty work. That happens to be in Orlando. No, thank you, Heather. We're not falling for that trap again. We're not surrogate receptionists. Yeah, I'm not going to another dinner party at any more in-laws' house for our <laughs> listeners. Uh, so someone wants uh, uh, to have a, a fellow... <laughs> 
<laughs> a fellow attendee, attendee throw a handful of suckers at Shauna Nequest while she gives her slice. Yeah, I forgot about that, and uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to have Shauna throw suckers out in the, the crowd. That's pretty amazing. <laughs> that was a callback to one of her first speaker, speaking engagements where she decided to break the ice by launching hard suckers at a crowd oh, off a no. stage. And people weren't paying oh. attention, and they were like they stabbing in people in the, the face. Oh, no. <laughs> She said all she heard was gasps and shrieks as, because, they, as they're pegging people. Because when you're throwing them a, a, lar, a, a far distance yeah. at some strength, they they're basically pebbles with sticks sticking out of yeah. them at that point. Well, there's a lot more suggestions. Uh, you should go uh, peruse them if you're coming because you could adapt a few of them as yeah. your own, you know. And uh, if you're not coming, you know, still add more. There's, there's a lot of good dialogue there and it would help balance out all the eddie feedback yeah because people people are also upset about his mighty ducks yeah questioning uh, whether it's a good film it was a tough episode for eddie yeah. it, it, was it or was he doing his what he does yeah. which is stirring the pot keeping people i, I knew something was going to be off when he showed up with a um a clearly dyed black goatee mm-hmm. <laughs> and i <laughs> a thin mustache <laughs> a thin yeah it was. He's got that just for men kind of. Right. We're like, you look, you look edgy. Yeah. What's going yeah. on? Yeah, edgy. Looking like you're ready to ruffle some feathers over there. Some of some pink pigeons. Some yeah. Pink feathers. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, I I got all the respect in the world for that cat. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So it's time for this week's editorial question of the week. Well, as you're hearing this, uh, the guys and I are at Lollapalooza. At the EDM tent, dancing our faces off if the be- if the beat drops. And Joy with glow sticks. No, no. Joy, Joy was there last year. Oh, she she's not joining again. us this year. She was just yeah. she was in the region we'll, and we'll, came over. Gotcha. We'll, we'll crack a glow stick in her honor. Pour one out for the homie. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we we it got us thinking. You know, like I go every year to Lollapalooza. It's my annual music trek. Mm-hmm. Uh, grew up going to like Cornerstone Festival, some you know Night of Joy Christian music you know, concerts. So it got us thinking, like, what's your most memorable music festival experience? Uh, it could go a lot of ways. Yeah. It could be, it could be... Sentimental. Sentimental. It could be the craziest thing that happened. It could be, you know, you met your wife or the best concert you ever saw in your life happened at one of them. You know, it could go a lot of ways. But we want to know your most memorable music festival experience. I, I met a guy at Cornerstone <laughs> a few years ago. I, it's funny because no one was hurt. I'll say that. <laughs> he, was, he was sleeping. It, it was one of those festivals where you can camp out. That's what, okay, one reason that I really like going to Lollapalooza last year because it's like urban, it's in the middle of a city. It's not one of these festivals you have to hike out to the backwoods like Cornerstone or like Bonnaroo or whatever. You know, anyway, at Cornerstone, you could camp out. <laughs> and he pitched his tent and it's very hilly. It's like in the rolling hills of Illinois, this particular, of Illinois, this particular festival. And he parked his car in a hill and he pitched his, his, uh, uh, he put his tent. Careful. Yeah, I know. Careful. I, I don't want to reenact that. <laughs> get, get your finger on the beat button real yeah. quick. No. Anyway. So the guy, the guy erected his sleeping structure that happened to be made of cloth directly behind his car and the car fell out of gear in the middle of the night. Oh, no. And ran. he was awoken by being run over by his own car, oh, which then gosh. rolled down the hill and hit a tree. And he was okay? He was okay. The car ran over him? It was, a little, it was like an 84 Tercel. It was fine. I don't think the tires necessarily got him, but I think it was like destroyed the tent. And, and it was, you know. Wow. I, but, but yeah, it, was, it happened at a music festival, and the guy lived to tell about it. My foot got run over by a car once. <laughs> 
My foot's been run over by a car. It hurts. It's not that big of a deal. My my foot was broken in three places. Are you serious? Yes. I just kind of like flexed my foot muscle and it, it was fine. It just and 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 the car wow. was destroyed. <laughs> <laughs> and the car. You might want to get your alignment checked. <laughs> so there you go. If you want to tell us yours, uh, hit us up on Twitter at Relevant Podcast, or you can post your longer replies on the podcast episode page at relevantmagazine.com. Thanks to our sponsor of this week's show, Bomba Socks. Oh, yeah. If you want to reenact that uh, Tom Cruise scene from that, that, that risky business where uh-huh. he's sliding in, looking all Pants cool. Optional. <laughs> <laughs> Pants optional. Uh, Bombas is the place to go. Remember, you go to B-O-M-B-A-S, bombas.com slash relevant, all lowercase, and it'll be uh, you can get 20% off any size order for new customers. Uh, and thanks also to Planet Shakers for stopping by and playing uh, a couple of their songs for us. Their album, Outback Worship Sessions, is out now. You can pick it up at planetshakers.com or anywhere digital music is sold. And also thanks to Jenny Allen. Her book, Anything, is re-released and it's out now. You can connect with her at jennyallen.com. Make sure to get the magazine, the newest of Relevant. Uh, we are sending the September one to the printer now. It's really good. You're so not going to want to miss it. Subscribe now. It's only a buck a month, um, and I think you'll really like it. You can uh, subscribe today at relevantmagazine.com. You'll also get instant access to the iPad edition and all the archives, so you can read uh, the current issue and all the past ones. And on that note, we'll wrap it. Congratulations on sitting in on the first string. Well and, done, and Eddie's, Eddie's Thank you. I'm clapping seat. for myself. No real hot takes this week from that seat. Warm no. takes. Got some warm yeah, takes warm from takes. Tiffany. I like, I'm a people pleaser. Yeah, usually the, the hot the, the takes are a little too hot. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Tiffany Brunson. I'm Jeremiah Dunlap. I'm Jesse Carey. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to The Relevant Podcast. Connect with us on Twitter, at Relevant Podcast, and get bonus material from this episode and more at the podcast section on relevantmagazine.com. And don't forget to check the magazine out. It's available on newsstands and at the iTunes App Store, or you can subscribe online at relevantmagazine.com slash subscribe. Sweeps are on strike again.